Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. And now, Dakota Ring Theater presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious masked marvel, hides his true identity of August Fenwick, one of the city's wealthiest men, in his never-ending battle against the forces of darkness and oppression. Together with his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, he fights a private war that evildoers everywhere shall know justice at the hands of the Red Panda! This episode, The Honored Dead! Well, well, long time no see. Indeed. Squirrel to Panda, I uh, found the source of the radio beacon. So I gathered. What? I thought you were coming around from the next roof. I was. Then I recognized the frequency. Hello, Major. Red Panda. Things a little slow in the super services, Major? Never. There's nothing quite like the fall of man to keep one busy. How is Lieutenant Archer? He's fine. He sends his regards. He wanted to come himself, but his work as the Red Ensign doesn't allow him much time. Time for what? For anything. There is much covert work to be done if there is ever to be a successful invasion. The Red Ensign has done great service. His country may never know of. I know he doesn't need to sleep, but don't let him turn into a machine. It's his humanity that keeps him going. Why are you smiling? He said that you would nag him. He'll be pleased. I suspect that there is more to this visit than a social call. There is. Take a look at this. Hey, where do I know that from? It's a photograph of an artifact known as the Arm of the Titan. An armored sleeve of sorts, said to possess intense mystic energies. Channel vibrations on a frequency that can manipulate and project energies. Yes. How do you know all that? The case file. It was stolen from Dr. Chronopolis's vault in 1934. You don't have all of our case files memorized, do you? Only the open ones. We never found the artifact. We probably never will now. Just about every magic doodad on Earth that wasn't collected by the Nazis was locked up by the Council of Mages. And then hidden in extra-dimensional space by the stranger and not released until the 21st century. Does it ever bother either of you that we simply accept all of this as fact? More than I can possibly say. But the Flying Squirrel is right. The odds are very good that the arm of the Titan is not currently in our world. Let us hope that you are wrong. And that you can find it. Oh, good. Are we certain that the Nazis don't possess the artifact? We have it on good information. Which you obtained from... Your old friend, Professor Von Schlitz. That pig? Why should we believe him? He has been... cooperative. It has taken a good deal of persuasion, which has not been pleasant for him. But his information has allowed the super services to destroy, disable, or eliminate the usefulness of most of Hitler's unique high technology. But now there is a problem. In the months since his capture, others have stepped up to fill his role. So it would appear. Nazi planes and heavy guns have recently begun sporting a new force field, which we have been unable to beat. 
Von Schlitz seems to think it is based on some studies he made of the powers of the Arm of the Titan while in your city for a symposium years ago. Five will get you ten. He's the one that stole it. I don't think so. Why not? On the night the arm was stolen, Von Schlitz was in New York City, as were you and I. In fact, he believed that he was killing you. Oh, that night. Am I missing something? Sorry. This was uh, kind of a famous field trip around our house. I see. So someone in Von Schlitz's old directorate found his notes on the powers of the artifact and adapted them into the force field devices. Yes. And Von Schlitz has been unable to recall much of his notes in great detail. I feel quite certain that he would have if he could. So we have to find something that was stolen almost ten years ago, and may or may not still exist, and give it to all Eye Patch Pete to play with? It will help you if you add the phrase, and save the world, to the end of that. I do it all the time. It cuts down on arguments. Swell. Is this really a good idea? What's that? Uh, Sneaking around Fenwick Laboratories in costume. Aren't we mixing our metaphors here? We are a little, but the alternative is much, much more complicated. I thought you were serious about not using your lab here for fighting crime. I am, but we're not going to my lab. Come on. Wait! Somebody's in there. Yes. He keeps unusual hours. Come on. Dr. C? Oh, my dear flying squirrel, how are you? Oh, 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 be careful with that, excuse me. And, and that, actually, kaboom! <laughs> yes, uh, where was I? Oh, hello, welcome to my new laboratory. <laughs> Isn't it lovely? But, but, I didn't think you had done any work since... Since I lost my marbles? <laughs> it's quite all right, I'm aware of my shortcomings. See the strings on my fingers? <laughs> No idea what six of them are for, but this one is to remind me that I put the kettle on. Will you have some tea? I will. But what are you doing here? The Red Panda arranged everything with Mr. Fenwick. Didn't he tell you? I didn't want to get her hopes up too much, Doctor. Just in case things didn't work out. But he had been doing so well, I thought, well, why not? Rest and occasional hypnosis were only going to get so far. But a little... Occupational therapy might work wonders. Mr. Fenwick fitted me up with this full laboratory and all this equipment on the understanding that his company gets first crack at anything I come up with that is actually... What is the word? Uh, Useful, yes. In the private sector at last. At my age, who would have thought it? Well... You look fabulous, and you haven't blown yourself up or anything. Touch a bit of wood, yes. I feel quite my old self again, really. But I do hope that this nocturnal visitation means that I'm back on the rotation for super-heroic consultation. What? You need my help? We do. Hooray for our side! Yes! Wait, what was I... uh... Ah, yes, your tea. Thanks, Doc. Doctor, what do you recall about the Arm of the Titan? Arm of the Titan. Arm of the... Hmm. Why is that so familiar? Wait! I have it! Magic artifact. Had a sort of uh, force projection thingy. Never could quite make it work, but the power readings were very interesting. (laughs) Do you know, I think it was stolen? 
It was, yes. I thought it was. Have you found it? No, but we have to. In a rather sudden and immediate manner. Well, it's about bloody time, if you don't mind my saying. <laughs> Very interesting piece, that. Though, of course, technically it belongs to the museum, not to me. As I recall, the arm possessed a unique energy signature, which we never did have any luck in tracing. No, no, I remember this now. You were away and then busy with something... I had a bit of trouble getting your attention. In the interval, the energy trail was lost. It still should have registered on some level. We did put some time into the chase. It never showed up on the underground market. Had little appeal to collectors or power seekers. It was, frankly, an odd choice for a thief. Uh, I still lament the loss of the artifact without the opportunity for further study. But I can't imagine what they were thinking. Maybe they were thinking about building force fields for the Luftwaffe. She thinks the Nazis did it. Good girl! Can't go far wrong suspecting those blackguards. But wouldn't it have shown up in the occult wars if they had? Somewhere? I mean, everything else did, I seem to recall. It kind of did. Why are you looking for it again? I'll save the world. Oh, that again. I'm very sorry to not be able to offer more help, Red Panda. I do like being asked, but the last point in time that anyone could definitely place the arm of the Titan was on the night that it was stolen from the museum. Say that again. Stolen from the museum? Farther back. I'm sorry, Red Panda? Not that far point in time? That's the one. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Really? Oh, dear. Uh, it certainly makes sense. What does? Oh, dear. Can you do it? Do what? Can I do it? Oh, standing on my head? Just wait till I warm things up a bit. Oh, be right back. Gus, what in Blue Blazes is going on here? The arm of the Titan vanished. Hasn't been seen since, anywhere. So? So who could have stolen it that we could never have found? Who? Us. What, us? When? Ten minutes from now. I think I hate this plan. Why? It's brilliant! Red Panda, we can't cross back into our own time stream. We're out of town. By that fountain in Central Park, in the rain, making a rather public scene of asking you to marry me. You asked me 16 times in a day and a half. I only count the time when you finally said yes. Oh, stop it! You're making me crazy! We don't have the time! On the contrary! We have all the time in the world. Come over here. The time platform is ready to go. But, but we can't change the past, especially our own past. And so we won't. We're acting under the assumption that it was you and I that actually stole the arm in the first place, which means we'd be changing the past by not going back in time and stealing it. That seems like kind of a convenient way of looking at things. Doesn't it, though? Step on the platform. There we go. Now, I have everything configured precisely... You should materialize in my office after midnight on the evening in question. The arm is on the top shelf of the big gray lockup. I've made some adjustments. The platform itself no longer travels with you. Take this. It's sort of a, a temporal flare. When you have the arm, press the button and the platform will home in on you and pick you up, returning you here just moments from now. Thank you, Dr. Chronopolis. Are we? Sure about this? Yes. Absolutely. All right. 
Hit it, Doc! Oh dear, I really hope this works. Oh dear. This uh, doesn't quite look like the doc's office. No, but we're not far off. The museum is right across the street. It's also the middle of the day. I can't remember, are we still outlaws? Not exactly, but we should find a rooftop before we're spotted. Squirrel! Just getting a paper. Thanks, kid. That was subtle. Beats asking somebody what year it is. Come on, this laneway looks quiet. I'm sure we're only a few hours off. Hopefully we're early. Another attempt will be the same sort of crapshoot, and I'd hate to materialize in the middle of the road at rush hour. Or worse. We're early. Good. We'll find a spot to hole up until nightfall. We're two days early. What? The thing is for Solon on Sunday? It was. It's Friday, Chronicle Morning Edition. Well, that's inconvenient. The longer we're here, the riskier this is. We don't want to contaminate our own time stream. We could go to my place. I always wanted to bring you back there. We do have a perfectly good secret lair, you know. What would we do in Kit Baxter's old apartment for two days? I'll give you five seconds to figure it out. Oh. Oh, well, perhaps that isn't that bad an idea. Gus, look at this. It's Jack Peters' column. Jack Peters. Yes. Try not to think about it. How can I not think about it? He was killed a few days after we got back from New York. A few days from now? There isn't any way to stop it, Squirrel. There isn't any way to save Jack Peters without creating a time paradox that would destroy him anyway and both of us. I know. But just reading his column again, I can't help... (sighs) Hold the phone. What is it? The old code he used to send messages before we set him up with Mother Hen. The final letters of alternating words? M-U-S-T-S-E-E-Y-O-U. Must see you? Let me see that. Have important news. Chief O'Malley to be murdered. Come at once. Why wouldn't he send news through his contact? He couldn't get a response. We left for New York on Wednesday. This doesn't make sense. When we see Jack next week, he tells us about that jack-booted gang. The syndicate was running, not about O'Malley. Not that unusual for him not to remark on past cases. But O'Malley wasn't murdered in 1934. He's still alive and grouchier than ever. Yes. I know that look. If we presume, as we have, that our timeline has always played out the way it did because we eventually traveled back in time and altered events by stealing the arm of the Titan... Then O'Malley might be alive today because we saved him while we were also in New York City? I hate, I hate, I hate time travel! It looks like a ghost from our past has an appointment with the Red Panda. You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures. From DecoderingTheater.com Jack Peters. Well, well, well. Nice to know my column is still read by the masked Marvel set. And the morning edition, no less. Don't you people sleep? I know I don't. I seem to be working a solo act here. Everything okay? <laughs> and I can't believe I just asked that question. Of course. Why wouldn't it be? Well, Mother Hen seemed to think you were unreachable. Which might have been a problem. Also, you're doing a lot less looming than usual. 
I know it's the middle of the day, but there must be a shadow you could lurk in somewhere. And your girlfriend looks like she's seen a ghost. Hiya, Petey. It's been a while. Sure. At least a week. Listen, I know I invited you and all, but I'm kind of in the middle of a story. Strange one, too. We'll probably end up talking about it before too long. But for right now... Chief O'Malley. Right. Business at hand. Roger. You two remember Rick Dexter? Not offhand. No fooling? Well, guess there's no reason why you should. Small timer. Got sent up a couple of years back on a string of B&Es. A safe cracker, wasn't he? Yeah, in his own unsubtle way. He's a soup specialist. Doesn't so much crack the safe as blow it wide open. Anyway, they didn't pin much on him, but they put him away all right. Now he's out. Apparently prison was not much fun for Mr. Dexter, and he hasn't been finding things easy since he got out. His old crew's gone, thanks to present company, and nobody's in the market for a rundown jailbird. He could go straight. What, get a job? <laughs> Times are tough enough if you don't have a record. You sport that very special apres prison glow of gray skin. You ain't gonna get that far. I guess. So where does Chief O'Malley fit into this? That I don't know. Maybe Dexter's out for revenge. Maybe he's auditioning for gang work. Maybe he's just gone loony. But I do have it on good authority that when Chief O'Malley gives his speech to the Chamber of Commerce tonight, I ought to be in attendance, but not sitting any too close. Dexter was drinking at the Black Horse and shooting his mouth off pretty good. You don't think it's just talk? The guy he was drinking with didn't. He knew Dexter back in the day. Says he's cracked. Listen, kids, not to be crass about it, but I was actually planning on going to this little shindig, but only on the off chance that something more exciting than a speech was going to happen. Think there's any chance you could take Dexter down in a public and cinematic manner at the meeting? I'm sorry, Jack. I think it would be best for all concerned if we ended this as if the whole thing had never happened. Yeah, okay. You know best. Listen, I gotta get this. Good luck, and I'll see you soon, okay? Sure thing. Goodbye, Petey. Red Panda, I am seriously going to lose it. Not much longer. We couldn't have just found Rick Dexter ourselves? We really had to come to Spiro's gym and hang around? Do you know how many agents we had in 1934? Agents who would think nothing of such an assignment and never mention it again? You're saying that this is the method least likely to disturb the time stream? Yes. Well, it's disturbing the heck out of me, I can tell you that. Okay, he's lunch. Oh, boy. The boys at Simon's Deli, they are used to the way Spiro normally orders things. So what I am saying is maybe it's good if you like hot mustard. A lot. I like it fine. I hope you don't mind us turning your office into a de facto war room, Spiro. You turned it into a what now? He's sorry we're hanging around all day. Bah, Spiro is not sorry. Tank Brody is in the back. He it says he thinks he might have found where this Dexter fellow is living, but he's empty. You want to talk to him? In the back? Can I get there without walking through the gym? That door. Down the hall to the right. What, you forget the place all of a sudden? Squirrel? I'm fine. You go. So. So. So, you want to tell Spiro about it? About what? The case? No, not the case. Spiro knows everything he needs to know about the case. Maybe too much. You, little girl, are sad. Maybe a little. Spiro has never seen you be sad. Spiro has never seen me show it, maybe. Maybe. So, what is different about today? Is it him? What? No! Did he do something? 
Because he is not too big to put over Spiro's knee, you know. It's not like that, Spiro. So what is it like, huh? Can you keep a secret? No, I am only top secret contact man. Okay, okay. But you can't tell him I told you. Look, this is going to be hard to believe, but we're actually not your red pen and flying squirrel. We're from the future. Years and years in the future. And I'm just seeing everybody again, and I'm not sure I ever told you that I love you, you big dumb ape. Okay, Spiro was trying to be serious. So was I! Yes, okay, future girl. Do they still have pastrami in future? Because if not, you're in for a treat. Mr. Spiro! Mr. Spiro! Oh, boy. Gosh! Hello, Miss Squirrel. I didn't mean to... Harry Kelly! Yes, sir? How many times has Spiro told you not to barge into my office? I'm sorry, Spiro, but... It could be dangerous. There are confidential agents who do not want their faces seen by overexcited street urchins. Yes, sir. But I just want... One of these days you are going to act without thinking and get in over your head. Holy moly, Mr. Spiro. Spiro has a good mind to... Spiro, for Pete's sake, let the porkhead talk, would ya? All right, all right. What do you have to say that's so all-fired important? Oh, nothing very much. I just found Rick Dexter all by myself is all. Shh! Right along here, at the end of the alley. Did he just shush us? You know, I believe he did. Come on, you can see the window. Look, there's a light on in there. That's where he's been staying. Rick Dexter, I seen him. There's something moving. I think he's there right now. Nice job, short pants. Aw, jeez. It wasn't even that tough. Oh, well, if it wasn't tough, maybe I don't need to be impressed. Wait! I was just kidding. It was plenty tough. I thought it might be. Good job, Harry. You beat every other agent in the network on this one. Gosh, I guess I did, didn't I? And I wouldn't put it that way to them if I were you, or they'll probably hang you on a coat hook. Again. Aw, that's okay, Red Panda. Sir, uh, it'll be worth it. Besides, that's how come I found the place. Being a kid, I mean. Nobody takes a kid very seriously. That'll change, Buster. You think? Sure. You don't think you'll be a kid forever, do you? Maybe not. Sure feels like forever sometimes. You'd better get clear, Harry. We don't know what will happen once we get in there, but this is no place for you. You'd better get home before your mother worries. Aw, oh, jeez. I wish I could go in there with you. Stop, evildoer! Harry? Yes, sir. I'm going. See you later. Bye, Miss Squirrel. Bye, kiddo. Are you all right? What if that's the last time we see him? Eagle Eyes Kelly, don't you believe it? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Rick Dexter is in for the surprise of his life. Richard Dexter. What the? No, not you. That's a lovely belt you're sporting, Dexter. Dynamite is all the rage this season. Stay back, both of you. I'll blow us all the kingdom come. I'll do it. And what would happen to your revenge then, Richard Dexter? Your plot to murder Chief O'Malley. Murder? O'Malley? No, no, you've got it all wrong. You plan to detonate your bomb during Chief O'Malley's speech to the Chamber of Commerce? Yes, but not to kill O'Malley. To kill myself. What? If I was trying to kill O'Malley, I'd wire a bomb into the podium or something. I could have done that. 
Never tried anything like it, but if I was a good hand with the soup, I could have done it. I wouldn't have made it into a belt and strapped it on. It's kind of an interesting point. Why would you take your life in such a public and gruesome manner? You wouldn't understand. I pulled a lot of jobs in my time. More than they knew about, more than they could get me for, but they had enough. I ain't saying I didn't deserve to get sent up, but no man deserves the misery of that place. Almost three years I rotted away in that hole, just waiting to get out. I swore I'd never do another wrong thing in my life. Never risk getting sent back. I'd get an honest job. Brother, if I only knew what I was promising. There ain't no jobs. There ain't no jobs for a guy that isn't a jailbird, much less for me. In the end, I even had to ask around, see if there were any capers I could get in on, just to keep this lousy room not much better than my cell. The whole world's turned into a prison, and I aim to bust out. And take innocent people with you? No! I'd have... I'd I'd have kept clear, somehow. But with the chief and all those swells there, and and a room full of reporters, if I just stayed in my room and waited to starve, it's like I was never there. Who would have known, or... or cared? But this way, people would remember. People would know. And maybe they'd think... Maybe they'd think I was a louse but I didn't deserve a death sentence. Where did you get the dynamite? Stole it from a construction office. Return it. Do you know where the Blue Moon Taxi Company is? Sure, I I guess. Go to the dispatcher. Tell him you want to speak to Mr. Sullivan. Then give him this note. Why? Can you drive? Sure. What about work as a mechanic or push a broom? Yeah, I can do that. I can do anything. He'll give you a job doing one of those things. Or something like it. No questions asked. But don't disappoint me, Richard Dexter. Why are you doing this? Because it gets better. And worse, I suppose. But better. And you should live to see it. I... I don't understand. Return the dynamite. Deliver the letter. I'll be watching you, Richard Dexter. The Red Panda will be watching. You want to explain any of that to me? When we saw his face, I knew where I knew him from. Who is he? In our time, he owns a fix-it shop on Queen Street. The one with that red striped awning. Oh my gosh, you're right. Past, present, and future. The path to redemption laid out so clear for us. A fella could get used to this. Well, we don't burgle the museum until Sunday night. You want to fight some more old-timey crime? Not sure how much abuse the time stream can take. Besides, I was promised a certain grand tour. What grand tour? I'll give you five seconds to remember. Oh! Dr. C's romantic getaways with the busy working parents? Take a weekend away and come back ten seconds after you left? Think it'll catch on? I'm sold already. Yes, boss. And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda. 
This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, episode 90, The Honored Dead, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Gregory Z. Cook, Shannon Arnold, Peter Nickel, Christopher Mott, Hero Van Harten, Michael Booth, Clarissa Dunnerlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. Ah, Saturday's Story Circle in the Mutual Audio Network. A time for the family to gather together and enjoy tales filled with adventure, humor, and fun. Speaking of family-friendly, have you listened to Bells in the Bathroom? Catch it on Friday Follies and every other week on Sunday Showcase. It's a time for the family to gather together and enjoy tales filled with stinky puns, odd characters, and bizarre plots such as they are. Bells in the Bathroom on the Mutual Audio Network. It will have your family going around in circles.